all the senses fleeting through the ties in my brain and forcing me to choose which is the thing I must do. Oh, if I should ever hope to maintain. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Miami, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar. He released a single earlier this year after having done a five-song EP in 2012. He played a couple notable shows this summer and is starting a partnership with a major property that we will talk about and could lead to a series of live dates. Plus, he performed last year at South by Southwest. He has a video on MTV.com and is a past winner in the BMI Foundation's annual John Lennon Scholarship Program. He was on season three of NBC's hit show, The Voice. Seven of his songs were licensed to television shows like Courtney and Kim Take Miami, Bad Ink, and MTV Road Rules Challenge. You've been hearing a song of his called Enjoy the View. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Jared Dillon. Hello, hello. Jared, thank you so much for doing the show today. I appreciate you making the time. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, with a long and impressive intro like that, we're going to have a lot of ground to cover, but let's have you first talk about the song that was just playing, Enjoy the View, especially since I was talking over so much of it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah, it's a good song. It's actually... uh, pretty recently pretty recently written about a girl and uh it was a pretty messy breakup and sometimes you just got to look back and enjoy the view so you are doing the looking back or or she is um or both <laughs> <laughs> well uh I can uh, I'll give you the inside scoop on it cuz uh I really don't talk about it too often but I don't know if you're familiar with the artist Melanie Martinez. Uh, I actually met her when I was out in L.A. But um, if you've seen the direction of her music lately, I'm pretty sure Inside Source has told me that her most recent album is about our breakup. So, mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, and as I always like to say, as a PR guy, uh, that's, that's all the more reason for people to go out and and find this song of yours themselves since I talked over most of it and and now you've done the setup for it. So, uh, I I do like when it works out that way. I I almost don't, we, we always start off by having the guests talk about the song that we played in the intro, but now that we're through that portion of the show, I almost don't know where to start. Jared, we, we of course are going to have listeners for this episode that are very familiar with you and your music career, but for the benefit of those who are getting their first introduction to Jared Dillon, 
Talk, please, about your education, because I think that's certainly a significant part of your story. Yeah. You know what? That's probably one of the most important things to me right now is really finishing my education and graduating from college. I'm right now, I'm at the University of Miami studying in the Frost School of Music. I'm studying songwriting and the industry of the entertainment industry specifically, but also uh, I'm getting a background in communications and business administration and web design, graphic design, pretty much anything I could, anything I could get my hands on. I'm I love art, so anything creative I really, really dive into. And univer- the university has given me so many opportunities to be, to grow as an artist in so many ways that it's a huge part of who I am and a huge part of my artistry. And obviously, uh, Miami is, is a, obviously everyone knows, a, a terrific music market. So certainly I'm, I'm sure you're finding that to be a good place to be geographically in, in more ways than one. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm from New Jersey. So the first thing when I was looking for schools, uh, you know, I was really deciding between NYU, USC and Miami. And I was like, well, NYU right off the bat, good, I can't handle another winter i'm tired of (laughs) shoveling i'm tired of bundling up although you know the layered look is my signature uh (laughs) i uh i really just couldn't do it anymore and so miami is actually my father's alma mater and uh you know kind of kept the tradition going and it just turns out so fortunately that they have in my opinion the best music school in the country well, fill the listeners in on, on there's there's another intriguing part of your your educational background. When I'm referring sure. to the New York Film Academy and, and School of Rock, uh, tell the listeners w- all about your connection to those. Sure. Well, you know, School of Rock was just like a high school club that I did back in the day. I uh, is really actually the first time I ever sang because I was I've a little self taught and I've had guitar lessons since I was about ten years old, but you know, when I got to 15, 16, I wanted to take it more seriously. I auditioned for this band and I did not make it as a guitarist, but they said, Hey, we need male vocalists. So why don't you audition for that? I told my dad, he's like, are you, you, you can sing? Like he had no idea. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, thanks for well, the support, uh, dad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, he's like, I, I'm trying to make him look like a good guy. He, he, his, his, his exact words were Jared, you can't sing. <laughs> but, Watch so me. Went, yeah, right. Exactly. It's all, that's probably the reason today why I am a singer, but, uh, he got me a one vocal lesson. I learned a panic at the disco song who, you know, I still love that band. So it's, I guess relevant, but, uh, panic at the disco. And I got in, they loved my audition and I was the lead singer for school of rock for some time. And, uh, there was actually, the first time I played with an ensemble, first time I really got into performance, it was a huge part of me becoming a musician. And uh, then the New York Film Academy is just another another field that I, you know, explored, experimented with. I'm I'm interested in acting. You know, I can't I can't rule anything out. Never close a door, but. I met I met some really great people. I'm interested in the directing side, the screenwriting side, the scoring side, and you know, being in front of the camera. So 
there was a lot that I got at a New York Film Academy, but my background is primarily music, and there's a lot that I still need to learn about that. Yeah, and and listeners, again, if you're just being introduced to Jared for the first time, I mean, you're right when you when you refer to the arts. Jared has has won awards for drawings, paintings, sculptures, but but in fact, uh, songwriting is is really where your heart has always been. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. I. I mean, I can, it's, it's weird because I didn't realize it at the time. And I've always been involved in art from since kindergarten, I was winning, like, I mean, obviously I was facing other kindergartners, so my (laughs) competition wasn't too fierce, (laughs) but I was winning awards for art and like visual art, like drawing, painting. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really until high school that I realized I had actually been writing lyrics Mm. for such a long time because I never learned the lyrics to songs. I would make up my own lyrics to whatever song I wanted to sing, and I just sing it to wow. their melody. Wow! Yeah, so I was I was infringing copyrights since I was <laughs> in middle school. <laughs> but uh, you know, I realized after a while that it wasn't as fulfilling as writing my own music, speaking from my own experience, and it it really grew from there. I the power of music is unbelievable. And to be able to harness that power is something that I'm still baffled by and still trying to harness. But now in, in closing the, the, the uh, poor choice of words, closing the book on the educational questions, just for the record. (laughs) So when, when will you graduate? Uh, in May. Okay. Okay. Well, I mentioned, I mentioned that in 2012 you did an EP and there are, videos for all five songs on YouTube, uh, I should mention two of which each have over 60,000 views. I want to make sure this question comes out the right way. And and I think I'm basing it on a client of mine who went several years between her releases for a variety of reasons, uh, including the huge change in her songwriting that took place over that period of time. But in your case, Jared, a lot does change in three years but is your EP from 2012 still a project that you're glad for people to find, or is the focus really more on the music that you're doing now? Oh well, I mean, I would not, I anything that I release, any song that I've really ever written is like a baby to me. I can't pick favorites, or you know, I would upset the others. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's really that EP is the first is the first thing I ever released as Jared Dillon and. It's the first of many things, but I can't, I can't say that I wish it was any different. The producer I worked with, um, the producer I worked with was a genius. He found a sound that really matched my writing style at the time. And I looking the way I think about it is in 10 years from now, when I look, when I have a career, I've graduated college and I have to be making money somehow. Otherwise you know, I'm up, I'm up Shit's Creek, if I can say that on your podcast. <laughs> but uh, in 10 years, looking back on that album, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it sounds exactly how it should sound. It sounds like it was meant to be my first EP. And then the same thing goes for my new album, actually, as well. So I, once, once it's released... I try not to torture myself and think it could be better, but it's something I'm always proud. And it's always a piece of me that I'm happy to introduce other people to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that description. I, I, I was focused on, uh, and, and I 
don't have it word for word, but you said something to the effect of that the producer basically found the sound that was right for you at the time. And and I know that your music has been described uh, by various genres. So again, focusing on the listeners that are just learning about Jared Dillon for the first time, right. what what genre would you put your music in today? Today, I would just say it's pop. It's pop music. Because that just means it's popular, and that's what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but but the music from from your first EP w- would you would you consider that something other it's than pop? Ve- yeah, I would. I would consider that to be very independent uh, indie rock. It, it's got a lot. It's very heavily rock influenced. Um, you know, at the time I had no musical background when I wrote those songs, and it was purely from the heart. And I think when you're writing purely from the heart it's hard not to have an indie vibe, but, mm-hmm. but you know, the EP now, the new one actually has songs that I wrote at the same time. It has songs that I wrote when I was 16 that I just loved the songs. And so we just, I re finished them. I, you know, added a verse or I added a bridge or something and we carried it onto the new album. Interesting. Interesting. Well, when you, when you talk about that change in genre from, from 2012 to what you're doing nowadays, is it just a case of, uh, as we all get older, uh, obviously if you're a songwriter, your, your sound is going to change because your, your life experiences are going to change or is it, no, I wanted to go for something that was as commercial as possible. Is it, uh, I wasn't interested in in the sound I was doing anymore. What, what would you say was the catalyst for that change? Well, since I've written the In Panic EP, and there's a huge commercial aspect to it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm studying the business. I'm not. I'm not going to be writing music for, that nobody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But since I released the In Panic EP, I've studied blues, jazz, mm. uh, every every single everything you could imagine uh, from the classical era, taking. Th- all the way up until modern day artists, wow. they literally, the, the way they break it down, it's an experiential music program at Frost and they put you in an ensemble every semester. So my first semester I was in a Anglo ensemble. It was called folk you, which they <laughs> thought was hilarious. <laughs> the, the immature part of me thinks it's hilarious too. <laughs> yeah, too. I mean, everybody likes a nice pun, especially when it's your professors making it and it's, it's supposed to be inappropriate and you're just like, Oh, it's college. But <laughs> it's a time to experiment. But, uh, then the semester after I was in an African American ensemble where we studied, you know, uh, blues in America. It's the whole, the whole program is primarily based on American music. It's the contemporary American music Hornsby program. And was that, and was that called AFU? <laughs> short, AFU yeah. short for African. <laughs> exactly how did you know (laughs) um and then uh and then after that they put us in modern pop ensembles which basically the first two will take you up until the early 1900s or you know late 1800s and uh and then you pick up from there so then around the late 1800s there were western cowboy lullabies and ballads and stuff so i actually had to write my own cowboy Western lullaby. And so, and so in every single one of these classes, 
I've written funk songs. I've written disco. Mm. I've written songs modeling the Grateful Dead, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan was my favorite, uh, you know, section of the class, by the way, because I wrote two songs that I was just like, I wish Bob Dylan played these songs. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I've written I've written literally everything. And I think it's an incredible experience because how could you write the hits of the future if you don't if you can't write the hits of the past? Mm. You know, you kind of it pulls you through it. And it's, it's such an incredible, it's such an incredible program that is so new and is, is changing so much every single year that I can't imagine what they're going to be teaching these kids in, you know, five years. It's Mm going to be mm -hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. Nicely said. And I'm glad, I'm glad to hear all, hear all about that because I've, I've long been an advocate for, you know, if, if you're, if you're a young up and comer in in music and, and you don't know, who and I don't even want to say some some of the real important names are, but uh, certainly if you don't know the real important names, then you're you're not going to know the, the next tier below them. So that is good to hear that that you are learning about everybody across uh, across several genres. Um, several tracks from that that 2012 EP of yours were licensed for television. I'm curious, how did that come to be? Uh, how did we get in contact? How did they find the music? Uh, yeah, again, I'm asking this question from the standpoint of the the up and comer who's listening to the show and looking to pick up some tips sure. and saying, "Gosh, I'd love to get some of my music licensed for for film yeah. and television." How did he get multiple well, songs from his EP licensed? The first thing, the first thing that I learned when I started school was that you cannot do it alone. And I've been incredibly lucky. I've been blessed in so many ways that I get to work with some of the most incredible people and they all happen to be tied to the university of Miami somehow. Mm. It's all coincidence, but, uh, you know, most of them at least are tied to the university of Miami. And so I have a friend who's actually a friend of my managers that has a music licensing company and he represents a library of just tons and tons of songs. They wow. license them all around the world. They, they got me, they got a ton of my music placed on the radio in Australia mm. and the station that played it. Like, and then from that, I became friends with the hosts of the radio and they started, uh, they, their station's been growing and they've spread throughout New Zealand and the UK and they're, they're huge globally. Just nobody knows them in America, which is whatever, <laughs> I guess it's, I shot myself in the foot by being an American, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, you know, he also puts me in contact with the right people and they heard, they heard the in panic EP and liked some of the music and it was, it was really fortunate. He's really great. He knows he's been doing it for a while and he knows what songs to send to what people and what they're looking for. Hmm. Well, and just, you know, getting back to the American comment, I, I always wonder, are they more intrigued because it is an American and, and it's not, you know, another Australian artist that's trying to get played on the, on the station there and same yeah, thing maybe. with you know, New Zealand and UK and so on and so forth. So maybe in that case, it, it worked to your advantage, but as they say in Nashville, you know, it all starts with the song. So certainly if the song wasn't there and, and as you said, you know, you're blessed to have a contact that, that can is a good evaluator of that and, and can get it right. into the hands of the right people. Also, I'm pretty sure they just think my accent is sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just over on the other coast, a few hours 
uh, east of me in Miami. It's singer-songwriter Jared Dillon. And as always, you can get the proper spelling of his first and last names by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. Do visit his official website at www.jareddillon.com. There are links at the bottom of his website to Jared's various social media destinations. He's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and purchase Jared's music on iTunes, plus you can hear it streaming on Spotify. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And the big news that I've been talking about for a month or so now, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at nowhearthisentertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from NHTE interviews that are sometimes done in person right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing seeing each week where in the world some of you are listening from, speaking of Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Uh, Jared, I mentioned in the intro the BMI Foundation's John Lennon Scholarship Program, and you're having been a past winner. Tell the listeners what that was all about and, and everything that came with it. Yeah, no, that was actually a great, that was a great opportunity. The Impanic won the John Lennon Songwriting Scholarship, I believe it was 2013. It might have been 2012. I submitted the song. Honestly, I submitted the song and completely forgot about it. Wow. It was like the next year already. It was months later. Wow. They, call, they called me while I was sitting in the dining hall on campus. It was my freshman year of college. And... uh they were like, well, congratulations, you won. I freaked out. Everybody was staring at me. And, <laughs> you know, and, and from there, I, uh, I flew into New York. I met with the BMI Foundation. They were great people. Uh, they're really, you know, I really, like, I really like BMI because, you know, with everything that's been going on with Spotify over the past several years, and they've really been on the forefront of fighting that and winning this scholarship actually gave me an opportunity to talk to them about how they're trying to get their artists paid. Mm. And it w it really opened my eyes because it was stuff that I'd never really thought about. I was like, people just buy music, right? And it was really around this time that streaming became the all being power of, in the entertainment industry. And, uh, it was, it was an eye opening experience. It really, it really put me in touch with the right people. But I just want to clarify, that scholarship is not what got you into the University of Miami, correct? Yeah, no, I won after. It's funny because they were telling everybody in the in the CAM program, the Hornsby program, the, the name of our contemporary program is the Bruce Hornsby Contemporary American Music Program. And... Um, 
they told everybody, they're like, please submit these songs. We need to get some winners. Uh, every year, Berkeley just sweeps the top three and like, we need to get Miami up there. And I was, I I was actually the first, I was the first Miami or Frost school student to win that thing in over 10 years or something like that. Wow. Wow. Um, we can't overlook your also having been a part of season three of the voice. Are you Uh, sure? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that might answer my questions. I was just going to ask you, uh, reflections on that whole experience. It was, I mean, unbelievable. It was first of all, the best summer job I could have asked for (laughs) (laughs) going into college. But, you know, it really teaches you a lot about how reality television is not reality at all. Um, it's, it's, it's an experience that I would recommend any artist to have. However, it's not, it's not a competition for songwriters. And that was my big thing leaving. They wanted me to come back for season five because, you know, they didn't pick me for a team for season three because they wanted me for season five. And I said, I'm going to go to college instead. And, you know, I never once second guessed that decision. I've never once regretted it, but the time, the month and a half that I spent out in LA, that's where I met, you know, Melanie Martinez. It's where I met actually some of the best friends that I've ever had, you know, some of my closest friends today. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what I can say about that because legally I, (laughs) I I think, I think you, I think you've said a lot, you know, I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of listeners who are up and comers would hear season three. Okay. We don't want you right now, but we want you to come back for season five. I think most up and comers that are listening would jump through their listening device and say, what in the world are you talking about, Jared? Why did, why did you pick school over going back for that? And, and, you know, when you mentioned about reality television, uh, listeners, episode 83 of this show, the guest was Mark Andrew, who was on The Voice and and this year was on American Idol and and he talked about his experience from The Voice was that you know this reality TV is is anything but reality so uh, go back and listen to yeah. episode eighty three listeners and uh, for that matter uh, episode fifty which was somewhat of a milestone show for now here this entertainment the guest was Lindsay Bruce and uh, she was on The Voice and actually the very first episode ever of now here this entertainment episode one was with Shauna P who was also on The Voice. So just uh, good to get some opinions now and then, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and I, think, I think, you know, as I, as I mentioned, you've said plenty. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is when you do an interview, post on all your social media about it. Heck, even report on it in your e-newsletter and in your social media posts, tag the show or the outlet that interviewed you. That shows the host that you appreciated the interview and are wanting your followers to listen to, watch, or read it, and the tag is a nice courtesy. Executing all this could just be the difference in getting another interview from that outlet at some point down the road. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out.
as I mentioned, you performed at South by Southwest last year. I wonder how did you get that opportunity and what did you take away from that whole experience? Uh, well, that again, this, uh, through Miami, I, I was, I'm working with, uh, inventor really. He's, uh, he's got like, Oh, like over 90 patents and he's probably one of the most brilliant minds I've ever, you know, I've ever, I've ever met. So he was working a tech booth in the interactive section in the interactive part of South by Southwest. And, uh, he needed a spokesmodel. So, (laughs) so I went around and I interviewed people. I, uh, I basically, I went around and I was myself on camera, which was a lot of fun for me. And, uh, honestly, just so many learning experiences. If you don't mind though, I thought that was really interesting. What you said about how he went from the voice to American Idol. Yes. Yes. One of your guests. And that's, that's really interesting because I've heard that American Idol is so much worse. American Idol is not on the air anymore. I could say this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, I've already, I've gone too far. (laughs) Um, American Idol, I heard that they don't treat you with as much respect as the voice contestants. When I was on The Voice, they treated us like family. They actually, I was an official cast member. They were paying us while we were out there. Ah, and that's why you refer to it as a summer job. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, it was the best summer job I ever had. I went to college with a couple grand and I was like, oh my God, I can, I can afford food. <laughs> it's, it's the best. Um, I really loaded up on pizzas. I gained the freshman 20 and now, uh, uh I, you know, I'm working, I'm still working on burning a couple pounds. Well, but. you're, you're helping me promote a past episode then because, uh, cause, cause Mark Andrew said basically the opposite, uh, you know, really, really, really didn't seem to be, he didn't seem to be glowing about the voice. He seemed to say a lot of good things about his experience with American Idol based largely on what he gained from being on the voice. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll let you and, and the other listeners who want to go check out a- episode 83, be the judge of that. But I, I yeah. think, I think I also stand corrected, uh, South by Southwest. So did you actually perform there or, or am I misreporting that? Oh, I did. Oh, I performed. Yeah. It was funny because, uh, I didn't have any shows set up or anything. I was just hanging out with, with, uh, you know, Scott, the inventor that Mm -hmm. I was there with. He's got blue spike is the name of his tech company that I was representing. And so we're just walking around the streets of Austin, having a good time, yucking it up. I had a little travel guitar on my back and we come up on this insane place. It's the coolest bar. It's called the firehouse hostel. I can't believe I remember that name. It's called the Firehouse Hostel, and it's a little hole in the wall. You walk in, and it looks like a rundown hostel, and there's a bookcase in right next to the front desk, and if you slide the bookcase back, there's a whole bar behind the bookcase, <laughs> and I, we, I we found it. this place. I, I never, I didn't want to leave. I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest, I love it. The coolest joint. And so I walked up to the manager. I was like, hey, I'm going to play a couple songs. And uh, he's like, well, that's actually perfect. We just had somebody cancel. So I got up wow. on stage and I was like, I'm here wow. to play. So I'm going to play. And I want to, I'm like, I was, I was like, I'm going to play whether you want me to or not. So you might as well plug me in. Wow. <laughs> Outstanding. 
Yeah. That's great. That's great. That, well, was, a, that was a good time. Yeah. And, you know, to tell a story like that about, you know, the, the bookcase and, and there's a whole bar behind it, um, yeah. it's going to be pretty anticlimactic if, if you go in through an entrance like that and, and the place isn't really anything special. So it sounds like they're, yeah. like they're living up to, to all the hype. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Listeners, check out check out this list. Uh, Jared has worked with multi platinum producer Anthony J Resta, uh, who's worked with Collective Soul, Blondie, and Elton John. Uh, Jared has performed with rock legends like Mark, M- excuse me, Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad, Joey Milan from Badfinger, and Kip Winger from Alice Cooper, and of course Winger. So uh, this is getting repetitive, Jared. I sound like a broken record, and, and obviously you're, you're talking about a lot of the great connections that you have by being in Miami, but how in the world, especially at such a young age, are, are you getting such tremendous opportunities? I mean, that list is, is hugely yeah. impressive. It's so weird hearing you uh, list all these things that I've done because I, like, uh, I feel like I haven't done that much yet. Wow. But- but um, I I'm really here to have. I'm here to say, by the way, excuse me for interrupting you. I'm, I'm sure. here to say that you have, and that's why you're on this show because you have <laughs> because you have accomplished so much. And and you know, I, I think that there's a lot of great lessons that that you've already shared, and that and that the up and comers uh, yeah. can take from you because you have accomplished so much already. Oh well, thank you, thank you for that. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how you did, um, get such tremendous opportunities as, as those that I listed. I have a great manager who is just my best interest in at heart. And I, it's honestly, I think, uh, you have to be very careful in the entertainment industry. I have a lot of trust issues with it. And I, the one person that I can 100% put all of my confidence in is my manager. And he really puts me in the right situations. And at the time I was so young, uh, getting the opportunity to be a part of this rock and roll fantasy, uh, like camp that, cause I, I wasn't actually old enough to be a part of it, but you know, my manager w- pulled some strings and he's like, this kid will, will satisfy your standard. And so I show up, we drive, you know, two hours together, uh, right out to Philly and I get to work with, you know, the bass player from Ozzy Osbourne was there. There was a lot of people. I just didn't Mm. get to play with everybody. There was Rami Jaffe was there from, uh, the foo. And, uh, I got to meet all these incredible musicians and, you know, obviously after an experience like that, being so young, you're just like, I got to go home and practice. But (laughs) It's really, he just puts me in the right situations and there's a level of trust there that I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Now, does he tell you in advance, uh, we're going out to meet with so-and-so and, and you're going to get a chance to play with this person and, and, and you're hearing all the credentials or, or does he keep it quiet so that he doesn't make you nervous? Because I guess the follow-up question is, do you get nervous when you're about to go into something with, with the likes of the people that I just listed? Oh, I always get nervous. I'm nervous like half the time. I I think it, it's settled into a it's settled into a strong sense of anxiety, <laughs> but uh, I think it's important to have that. Uh, it it almost motivates me in a way, but also nerves mean you care. That's all. Mm-hmm, I uh, mm-hmm. and I really do care, uh, and I think people if they if I'm a little too nervous, if even if like I get on stage and I'm a little shaky, you know, the first note or so, people will n- recognize that. And they'll just know that I care. And I think they'll respond to that. But 
I think Frank Sinatra said something like that. I might have just stolen his quote. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Well, but but so so as a result, then does your manager tell you in advance this is who you're going to play with? Yeah, this is who, no. we're, this is who we're on our way to see right now. Yeah, no, I wouldn't trust him the way that I do if he was not fully honest with me about everything. He, there are times where he he, I wouldn't call it withholding information. I would just it's not necessary for me to get all strung up about something. And, uh, and he's really good at, he knows me really well and he's really good at managing me, <laughs> but he does not. If, if I have a show, if we have anything going on, usually we find out about it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, it, it, for me, it reminds me of a, a time when I was in Nashville with one, one of my clients and, uh, she was performing in, uh, in walked John Rich and John Legend, uh, John oh, yeah. Rich of Big and Rich, and uh, you know my 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 point person there came over and told me, you know, you can tell her that she played for for John Rich and John Legend. And I looked over and there they were, and and that was a moment when I thought, well, I mean, number one, she is in the middle of performing it, but number two, I wouldn't have wanted to her to know because I know that she would have been so nervous that she would have just lost it. So in, in that case, it was, it's in my client's best interest <laughs> to, to not yeah. let her know who she's oh, playing for. So yeah. um, that's why I wondered if, if maybe sometimes your, your manager will uh, invoke some secrecy, but um, it sounds like he's just doing tremendous things for you and, and that the two of you have, have nowhere to go, but, but up, I mean, based on everything that, that you have accomplished already, like I said, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Miami is singer-songwriter Jared Dillon. Visit his official website at www.jareddillon.com. As I mentioned before, you can get the proper spelling of his first and last names by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. There are links at the bottom of his website to Jared's various social media destinations. He's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and purchase Jared's music on iTunes, plus you can hear it streaming on Spotify. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy, very convenient to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a few of them already, uh, Mark Andrew, Lindsey Bruce, and Shauna P., who are all on The Voice. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And as I mentioned, the big news that I've been touting for over a month now, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at Now Hear This Entertainment. There's pictures of guests being posted on there, as well as pictures from NHTE interviews that get done sometimes right here in person in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly a continued big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm continually, continually grateful, so appreciative of all of you who continue to listen to the show. And I just love sitting down and looking at where in the world some of you listen to the show from. Jared, I do want to ask you about the partnership that I referred to back in the intro. Tell the listeners who that is with and whatever details you're allowed to reveal as well as where that is headed. Yeah, it's actually a fairly new partnership. Uh, I um, 
it's a couple, there's a couple hotel chains nationally that are independent. There are, they have branches that are independently owned and those branches, I'm going to, I have a partnership now. It's primarily like Renaissance hotels and some Marriott's and stuff that I, I'm going to be going around and just playing some, uh, some, a couple hours in their lobby and give out some CDs and they'll give their guest CDs, uh, in the, they'll have them in the hotel rooms and stuff. Yeah. And basically a nice little memento of your luxurious stay at a Renaissance hotel and, you know, commemorate it with some nice music with the new EP actually is what we're going to be giving away. So is there already, say, a, a schedule, a plan of, of which hotels you'll be playing at, you know, when you'll be playing there, where you'll be playing, et cetera? Uh, we've only set up one date so far, and that is in December up north in Jersey. And once we it's like I said, it's a fairly new partnership. So we're both of us, the me and the uh company that I'm working with is that we partnered up with is we're both very excited about it. We think it could be an incredible opportunity, something that nobody's ever done before. And it really, it, I'm excited about it personally, because what I'm trying to do with music, I'm trying to write the soundtrack to my life. I'm trying to write the soundtrack to other people's lives. And if we can give this EP away as you leave the hotel and the entire time you're staying with us, you get to hear this music and you know whatever whatever else i play during the sets um you get to leave with the soundtrack of your vacation and you'll forever associate that music with the time you spent away you know with the time that you were out relaxing yeah i like that that's really what we're going and as i always say uh that's that's all the more reason to follow jared online so that you can see the list of locations and dates once they get that all finalized uh, in terms of where he will be performing. So you've mentioned, Jared, a few times that you are working on a new EP that you hope to have out soon. What details can you give the listeners about it at this point? Uh, How many songs, when will it be out, where and with who did you record it, those types of things? Yeah, we keep adding to it. It's like it's a (laughs) never-ending thing, and I've been working... I've been writing the songs for the album since I was 16, I guess, because Symphony, the single I wrote when I was 16, and that that was our hit on the record, apparently, although we couldn't really narrow it down. We think we have like four or five. So it's going to be a total of eight songs now because it was seven, and I'm writing a new one that we just love. So I've been producing it. Uh, I've been sending tracks back and forth with, uh, to California. And mm. once that, once this last track is done, we'll release an eight song EP with two bonus tracks. One of them is an acoustic version of a ukulele song that's on the EP. And one of them is an extended version of ready sets Stun, which you can hear on in panic. Okay. On okay. the in panic. EP, yeah. And so is there a, a projected, I don't want to say release date cause I'm sure you don't know the exact day right now, but, uh, no. A month, even? 2015 is the closest I can get you. Uh, 2016? No, 2015. We're trying to release it this year. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, 
more re- more reason to keep up with Jared online, listeners. Uh, so before we ask you about the song itself, Jared, you have a mm-hmm. video that as of today has only been out for three months, yet it already has over 160,000 views on YouTube. Just talk about making that video as well as, of course, all this attention that you're getting for the video on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I mean... We I we have to start promoting that thing because I can't believe how quickly we got all those views and people are really responding to it in a big way, which is great because I thought I made a total ass of myself in the video. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first. It's it's great. It was a different process. Usually, it's me and one of my closest friends from home, and we rent a camera and we run around with an idea and we shoot a video. Just two people. Mm. This. For this video, I worked with a crew. I worked with a real production, like a professional production company that, uh, you know, we had rigs, we had dollies, we had the whole shebang going. And we used actually a lot of guerrilla videography, like a (laughs) guerrilla shooting style tactics to get some of these shots because we weren't technically allowed to be shooting where we were. What what city was this filmed in? Yeah, it was actually, it was filmed primarily on campus in Miami. Ah, okay, okay. And it's first it's the first video that we that I've actually shot in Miami. And so I've I got to use some some of my favorite locations which is the point of the video was really a day in the life of Jared. And I just wanted people to see who I am, my real personality. Like I'm not pretending to be anybody in this video when I'm dancing it, it, we have this great shot. It's my favorite shot. It's, uh, it's on this white background. This whole room is white. The walls are curved into the floor. So when you shoot it, you can't see where the wall meets the floor. It just looks like you're in limbo. Yeah. It's so cool. So, and the studio that we were shooting in, it's my best friend's studio. Um, down here, like I said, can't do it alone. It's I have so many great people that I'm working with and so many friends that I've made along the way. But it's also a styling. It's Trendy Studios in Miami. It's a, it's a fashion studio that she was able to dress me up in all these different costumes and outfits and personalities. So the idea behind it really was these are all the little personalities in my head, different facets of my personality and this is how all of them dance. <laughs> and so I just dance in front of this camera. And it, I've, I'm like, ev- between every take, between every costume, I'm like, is this too weird, guys? Like, am I, am I, am I too weird? They're like, nah, just go with it. <laughs> so uh, it's good. It's, I'm glad people are responding to it. And it really, it, it immortalizes my time that I spent in college, which is the most special part to me, it has my favorite locations on campus in it. It has, uh, my favorite people in it. Uh, it's, it's really got, it really, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look back on this, on this video forever. And I'm just going to be like, it's like a video scrapbook of my college experience. Well, listeners, uh, hang in there with us just a couple more minutes. We're about done here. So before you go scurrying to, to YouTube to find the video that has over 160,000 views, we are going to close today with that song. It's called Symphony. And I, I just think it's a really, really strong song. I think it has tremendous potential. Uh, Jared, before we, we let you go, just tell the listeners all about the song itself, please. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I wrote it when I was 16, and then I rewrote it when I was 20. And... Uh, 
it's it's a song. I met this girl. She's from Georgia. The first line of the song is "Spent the day under your peach tree." Uh, my little Georgia reference in the first verse. But so I met a girl from Georgia, and I literally I spent like five to seven hours with her. Maybe we watched a movie together, and it was. I was so young at the time. We didn't even kiss, which is like I look back on. I'm like oh, I should have kissed her, but. Uh, I wrote her a song instead because we texted for like a couple weeks afterwards. I actually just told her about it like two months ago and the song's been recorded for about a year now. But huh. yeah, she, and I just told her, she asked me to write her a song. So I wrote her, a, I wrote her a symphony. That's the joke. But, uh, <laughs> I just told her that I actually wrote the song like years later and she's like, Oh, what? I asked you to write me a song. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, yep. Thank you for not remembering, but thank you for giving me a great yeah. hook for my song that I did write. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, she loved it. She, uh, she did remember it in the end, you know, she, uh, very special. I actually did get to see her and she, uh, she loves the song, which was the important part. Because when you write somebody a song, most of the songs that I do write are for specific people or mm. do tell specific stories. And you always you always want to make sure that the most important person is liking that piece of art. Mm-hmm. Well, nicely done again. Uh, I, I just think it's a great song. And um, more importantly, thank you so much. I, r- I really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank you for, yeah, for, me too. for doing this. And, and just, uh, wow, best wishes. I, I'm just going to be so anxious to see where things go from here. You've, as I said, had so much success already and, and are still uh, in the very early stages. So um, I'm sure that we'll all see big things from Jared Dillon uh, as, uh, as time goes by. Thank you, Jared. Really appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Bruce. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Jared Dillon. Be sure to visit his website at jareddillon.com and then engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. And of course, do purchase his music, which is available on iTunes. You will want to keep up with Jared online for details as he gets closer to his next release, plus information on where and when you can see him perform live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating that really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, which they call repost, episodes on there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. You can even comment uh, right in the middle of a track. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Jared Dillon. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Symphony. 
tell me where does that leave me? But that was never enough Not good enough for me And I would only sleep To see you in my dreams You asked me to write you a song So I wrote you a symphony To show you how much you mean to me I go above and beyond You asked me to write you a wrong So I rewrote history Cause the love's full of me What more could you want? Baby, baby, can't you tell That I would put myself through hell So when you ask me to write you a song I wrote you a symphony And you know that it's been Quite some time But I can't go a day Without you on mine And I know that you think Go above and beyond You asked me to write you wrong So I rewrote history Cause the love's full of misery What more could you want? Baby, baby, can't you tell That I would put myself through hell So when you asked me to move along I was already gone You asked me to write you a song So I wrote you a symphony Show you how much you mean to me me to write you a song so I wrote you a symphony to show you how much you mean to me you asked me to write you a song so I wrote you a symphony to show you how much you mean to me I go above and beyond you asked me to write you a wrong song rewrote history cause the love's full of misery what more could you want I would put myself through hell So when you ask me to write you a wrong I wrote you this song You ask me to write you a song So I wrote you a symphony To show you how much you mean to me What more could you want? Can't you tell That I care? 